Hey there, and thanks for tuning in to Let Freedom Reign podcast. Before we get started, I just want to let you know, this episode is brought to you by Buckaroo Media, a digital marketing company that focuses on social media that cultivates relationships between brands and their customers. Buckaroo Media prides themselves on building genuine and authentic connections. Digital marketing doesn't have to be overwhelming or overly time-consuming. With Buckaroo Media on your team, you're free to focus on the areas of your business which you're most passionate about, and let Buckaroo Media handle the rest. Check them out on Instagram at buckaroo.media or Facebook at Buckaroo Media. For more information about Buckaroo Media and how they can grow your Western brand, visit buckaroomedia.com. B-U-C-K-A-R-O-O-M-E-D-I-A.com. Hey everybody, I'm Jason, your host of Let Freedom Reign, an equine industry leading podcast that talks to folks from all different walks of life, who share their testimony of adversities and perseverance, and how the horse has helped them through their journey. Stay tuned, we're going to have a great time. Come along for the ride. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Let Freedom Reign podcast. We apologize for taking last week off, but this final quarter of the year is extremely busy for us. Amidst all we have going on, I'll do my best to keep our weekly episodes available to you listeners. This week is a follow-up interview with J.R. Vezane. J.R. was featured in episode 12 just over a year ago here at Let Freedom Reign podcast. In order to give this episode greater context, I suggest you go back and listen to J.R.'s incredible story of overcoming a devastating injury and defying the odds of modern medicine. In this episode, Jared gives us a little update on his recovery, some of his future endeavors, and how his faith gives him the strength to fight on. As always, should you find this content valuable, please share it with a friend. Additionally, your five-star ratings and reviews on the podcast platform of your choice would mean the world to us. You can find us on both Facebook and Instagram under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. We hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is our conversation with J.R. Vizane. I do it in a heartbeat, man. We have yeah. every intention of getting up that way again, but uh, it was it was just it was an incredible weekend. It really was all of it. Yeah, can't say enough good stuff about it. So, what has been new for you, brother, going into uh, winter now? I know you got the storms are coming, and snow will be not too far in your future, and you got a lot going on there at the ranch. Um, yeah, shoot, we're just getting busy here, um, starting a bunch of fall work, getting all the Cows home, calves ship, lamb ship, sheep situated. Um, just trying to get everything ready, hay hauled in, everything ready for for winter. But um, yeah, not much. Uh, got some crews up here buttoning up our addition on our house. So Riot has his own room. <laughs> That'd um, be nice, huh? Yeah, uh, he's ready, I think, and. Uh, just grinding, man. Still just picking away here at the house. Do some. Uh, I've been in, um, they're 30 minutes away. There's a little, uh, rehab facility I've been to a few times since I've been home and, um, mainly just, well, I went down the first part of September, uh, to, to NeuroWorks and recap down there and retested and they, uh, I had jumped a level on every test. So that was, that was huge. Um, we revamped my workout routines and um they said just periodically check in so i'll probably keep grinding away till after the first of the year and then pick a day in january or february to go back down and spend a week back down in utah and get retested again and make sure i'm still making progress so other than that not much just hanging out doing some leather work so i want to talk a little bit and, and develop your rehab program uh, so for folks who don't know, JR was featured in episode 12 here at Let Freedom Rain podcast. The show aired almost a year ago. At the time of episode 12, you were about, I think you were about one month post-injury, right? Yeah, I remember right. Yeah, yeah. it was late September uh, when the injury happened. A buck and horse had flipped over on JR and broke his back and pretty devastating physical injury. And we talked a lot about, you know, the transition of life at that point for him, but in the months after your injury, we had some conversations, and I know you worked tirelessly at your rehab program at numerous facilities, but how did that transition go once once you went home, right? You don't have all the access to these big gyms and expensive equipment and everything that's specialized in, in, in a recovery. So I know you got quite creative there at the house to make things happen. How'd that go? Yeah, wow. Well, still work in progress. We're still coming up with 
um, equipment and stuff to use. But um, right away, well, we so we came home first part of April to have the baby. We want to have the baby at home. So um, we talked with the therapist down there in Utah and asked if it would be detrimental. And they said, absolutely not. Um, we can set you up with at-home programs. And if there's anybody that's going to stick to an at-home program, it'll be you. So we're, we ain't scared to send you home and, and let you go. And they said, if you get any huge breakthroughs while you're at home, video us and we can either have you come back down and capitalize on it. Or if you feel like you're going backwards and uh, getting weaker, then we'll have you come back down and, and emphasize on it. So uh, we've just been picking away here, but um, that was one of our main worries was when we left i had just started getting on all the walking machines and stuff and the, the locomotor training and um the locomat and that sort of stuff so we asked if there was any way possible to rig one of them up jan said yeah well because jan trained when she first started her and dale hall who founded that place neuroworks um she trained him for two years to get him back walking again and she did it out of the basement with just a couple mats and uh, rigged up some of her own stuff so we got home and I have an uncle that's a, a, a welder and he uh, he and when he's, he's into rock climbing and stuff he's a he's a veteran he's a marine and so he come up with uh he, he come up well he had some old harness stuff so we brought it over the house and between him and I and my aunt we designed a harness system with a life jacket and cut some old safety harness and sewed it all back together and we come up with a harness and uh, he come up with a pulley system and welded a bar and stuff that hooked to my harness and we put it over top of the treadmill so we have the have a walking machine here at the house that I use. Um, my brother-in-law's took a lesson on how to trigger the right stuff and um, they step my legs while I put in as much input as I can over top of that treadmill with with the uh, pulley system up in the rafters so but yeah we we turned my whole gym into it we got i don't i don't have i guess other than the vector i don't have any or i don't not have anything that that gym had i got i got the leg press machine the mats the the balls the free weights everything here in this gym that bust way out here at home so i think you touched on a great point there you know oftentimes Oftentimes in life, we think we need to have these big elaborate plans, right? Or these big elaborate programs, but mentality is so huge in a lot of this. And, and you're definitely one of the, the strongest willed individuals I've ever met and, and your consistency and your persistence with anything. So what for you helps you to carry on day to day? I mean, this has been a long road traveled and JR, you haven't let off the pedal one single bit. Oh yeah, that's man. It's up and down. I ain't going to lie. It's been a roller coaster for the last year. If I, said it was easy i'd be lying to you um if i said i didn't have any hard days i'd be lying to you so um you want me to be honest what keeps me going is knowing that god is faithful and uh knowing that the best is yet to come and holding on to that dream that i have had since the day of the accident of being able to walk again um i've dug deeper in my faith i've dug deeper in the word i've prayed harder i've asked more i've searched more i've seeked more everything that's man that's the faith that i have and and knowing that 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 god is in control and the people that he has put in my life my wife um she's a rock she motivates and encourages and and is there to pick me up when i'm down uh my my family, my friends, everybody around me that that has helped support me, and this little baby boy definitely is a motivator. Cause the race is still on, and still trying to get beat him walking, man. And I got money on Daddy Zane. Just uh, just watching him, I better hurry up because he's getting awful wiggly, and it looks like he's about ready to take off here before too long. So yeah, I better get hustling. You know, it's great in, in listening to you talk about it, right? The injury that you, you suffered is devastating. You were told you'll virtually never walk again, let alone regain any kind of function, right? Your lower half. And to hear news like that, it has to be absolutely devastating, right? To start the recovery process has to be devastating. I mean, it's a lot of just mental wear and tear, not only the physical work. 
But what I like about it is it placing your emphasis on faith, which is something that is manageable, something that you can control, something that you can focus on, almost alleviates the headache of worrying about, okay, what's my progress going to be today? Or what's my challenge going to be today? Because it's not like, yes, this recovery has been a priority for you, but God has instilled so much more in your life, right? You're a father now, you guys are building an addition on the house, you have all the ranch work that still needs to get done. And, and somehow you find a way to make it happen. It's just inspiring to hear that so much more can be placed on your plate. And what a lot of people would see as a huge devastating injury is is something that you've taken in stride and just added it to your workload. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's none of us can. One of my sayings is none of us can control the hand we're dealt in life. We, we can only control how we play them. So I don't know. I choose every day to find the little things to be thankful for. Choose the little goals every day to work towards and keep picking away and little by little. And keep your, your big goal in mind. Keep visualizing your big dream, your big goal, and chip away at the little things. And eventually one day they'll come to pass. So when you're up against some, a set of circumstances, or let's say you're in one of those lulls in your recovery, right, where things are just getting a little overwhelming or things are a little bit down for you, what are some things that you personally do to kind of regain your focus, reset yourself, and get back on track? Oh, I think it's like anything. I even did it with my rodeo career when – I'm such an overdoer too. Like I burn myself out. You know what I yeah. mean? So, Which could be a hindrance at some point. Yeah. So, um, like even, even rodeo wise, I'd do that. I'd work so hard at getting gold buckle that by the end of the year, I didn't even want to go to a rodeo. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. Um, same here. I, I grind every day with one specific goal. And that's walking and I, I i i swore it would happen in three months when it didn't happen in three months i swore it happened in six months when it didn't happen in six months i swore it happened in nine i and here at a year uh, over a year still believing that it's going to happen but it hasn't happened yet so there's been days where i felt burned out and felt like is it ever going to happen and maybe i'm maybe this is all the farther i'm going to get but you gotta gotta Dig deep and remember why you started, for one, and always keep that focus in mind. Why did you start? Um, and two, if you got to get away from it for a minute, get away. Like I got, well, earlier, um, this, I guess last year, Cody Lambert came up and put me through a judging seminar. So um, I got to go around still traveling, judging some PBRs this year. And, um one other thing I did when I got home was rigged up a deal to get horseback so I can uh I got a boom on the end of my trailer that I just boat winch up and then I can use that same harness system and lift myself up on a horse and get horseback and we set it up set up an arena and got some rope and steers so whenever I was feeling wore out I'd go get horseback because I believe a horse can mend a broken heart and 15 minutes you know what i mean no so, it's true it's true and right it's uh, the foundation of what this show is all about i uh and that, that's that's honestly what i do i go go continue to do the things that i love i just i find a few different ways to do it but that always seems to reset my mind just like when i was rodeoing i'd come home and get around my colts and go hunting and get out of town and stay away from people it's no different here i do the same shut my phone off and get horseback and go hunting and it might be a little slower ride and it might be a little different hunt but just all the same just go clear your mind and come back next week and start fresh and i think for me in my personal experience uh very much parallels what you described there were times when i got so inundated with whatever facet of my life right that the burnout starts to take place and oftentimes those type a personalities are so hardwired to drown that out that we don't even pay attention to the burnout showing up, right? Yeah. And by the time you realize it's there, it's way too late and you're just done. You're exhausted. And oftentimes people ask with as busy as my schedule is, you know, how do you make time for everything? How do you get everything done? And the answer is that I don't. I don't get it all done, right? And I don't get phone calls returned or projects finished all the time. But it's just that, you know, sometimes when I start to get buried in the work, it's people have to understand it's okay to check out for a little bit, right? 
it's okay to not be involved. It's okay to take time for yourself. And in fact, it's more beneficial to do that than to stay in the workload. And it all comes with experience. And you got to find that balance for you as an individual as to, you know, how long am I okay with stepping away or how much am I willing to set aside, but to each their own. And, and I think a lot of people who might be feeling overwhelmed or might be feeling buried in projects, maybe want to consider that, right? Take your life yeah. in a different direction for a little bit and then revisit any given task and see where you're at. So let's talk a little bit more. You mentioned getting horseback, right? And what it's done for you. And I know we've had other conversations about dreams and aspirations of starting to develop a program for folks. Let's talk a little bit about kind of your hopes and dreams in that horsemanship world and how you plan on reinvesting into others. Yeah, well, I just, I, my wife and I, we've always had a dream of um, building a barn and ha- raising horses and having our own horse sale and stuff. I uh, I don't know, ever since, uh, since the wreck, I've always just wanted God to use this situation for good and for his glory and uh, to better other people along the way and I just, you and, you and I have talked about it and my wife and I have talked about it. And we just kind of have this dream that when we get this, get this barn built, that one way to maybe be able to pour back into other people is to start a deal to either get injured, other injured people or, um, veterans or wounded vets or whatever it may be. Just cut, get them out here in Montana and get them horseback. When I was trying to get horseback um for the first time after the wreck it seemed like such a hassle it was finding a place and having all the right paperwork filled out and doctor notes and blah 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 it was a freaking nightmare so i actually never got horseback till i got back home so i don't know i just have this dream to make it want to make it a could even do a weekend deal you know we got cows we could push just get people outdoors because i think there's such a huge importance on people getting out and knowing that they are still capable and can still do stuff and and aren't just confined to life in a house anymore because because of their situation or because of their wreck or whatever it may be you know so i don't know we'll just see where it goes we've started investing some money and um see where it goes hopefully hopefully one day here soon yeah we can get people to come out here and pour into their lives and inspire and encourage somebody to keep going and it's funny you watch you know humanity as a whole there's always this push for technology there's always this push for how do we make life easier faster you know the whole instant gratification mantra but for me life is a lot simpler when all that stuff doesn't matter you know, you put the you put the phone down, you get out. It's hard to think when the phone's going off because you got 15 emails coming in and four phone calls and your buddy's wanting to talk to you and you got work that's got to get done. And we get buried in that, right? And, and almost get lost in the fog. But getting out horseback and just stretching out in some open country really kind of helps to reset those priorities and and develop you as a human being. You know, there's a lot of lessons that could be learned. There's a lot of a lot of thought process that can take place in the, on the back of a horse. And so much of it is for the good, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Some of my best ideas come from when I'm out riding. So for you in, in your recovery, right? Since we've talked in a, in the last episode, you've been out doing a lot of speaking events. It seems where, where are some of the locations that you spoke and, and what is the mission that you're trying to sell to people given your current stage of life your current season of life oh uh, yeah actually yeah that's been uh you want to talk about god using you in places that you never thought you'd be used in in public speaking is one of mine but right away i uh gave the reins to the lord and i said use it as you see fit and uh equip me with the right tools that that i need and since then i i have i've had a handful of um, like church settings that I've spoke at, um, and then a few not church settings that I spoke at. I'm actually getting ready to, uh, next Tuesday after the weekend, um, I'm going down to MSU Bozeman to the university down there in Bozeman and speaking with the college students. 
Um, I spoke at the national high school finals uh, to all the high school students this last summer. Um, I, they had me come down to San Antonio and do the Cowboy Church down there. Um, yeah, it's been crazy, man. It's just different churches have had me come and do a guest speaking deal at their deal. And it's awesome to see God using it, man, and, and God using the the situation and the story to show people that that there is hope even when even when we get devastated if we take our eyes off the mountain and put them on the mountain mover that you you can you can find the courage to keep going you know what i mean um and obviously i could have gave up um still can and it's still still a still a battle some days to whether i'm the work I'm putting in is even worth it. So um, that's kind of been my message to people is no matter what, don't weaken, don't give up. Remember your dream, keep stepping and find the little things to be thankful for. Because I think so many of us get wrapped up in our day to day that we forget to, we forget to be thankful that we have shoes to tie on our feet thankful that we can even put our shoes in our feet or that we can stick our foot in a cowboy boot or people bonk their heads and go, getting in somewhere that they should be thankful that they bonk their head because I haven't bonked my head since I've been in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? No and just little things. Yeah. Little things. Yeah. Find the little things to be thankful for and and it'll brighten your day a whole lot more. But what I find or what 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 I'm most grateful for in our conversations, right, is that so much of what we talk about and so much of the, so many of the points that you make, they're relevant to anybody in any season of life, right? You don't have to be the, you don't have to have a devastating injury or fall on hard times or fall on your face, you know, just the, the hustle of the nine to five can create its own challenges. But a lot of the perspectives that you convey of faith and of fortitude are applicable to, to everybody, in my opinion. And Oftentimes I feel so inspired after we get off the phone because, you know, kind of feed off of each other, but it's just great to hear the perspective. It's great to hear the fire, the passion, the drive that you have. It's very motivating, man. And I I am truly grateful for it. Very much so. Yeah. Thanks for giving me the platform to hopefully keep inspiring and encouraging people along the way. And that's, that's kind of funny that you say that too. Like it's always on those days that I feel like I'm, not making any progress or I'm plateauing and I'm getting pissed off that I'm not where I want to be and life's hard because you got to find different ways to do things from a wheelchair and it's always on those days it seems like God picks somebody to call me and tell me that I'm an that I'm an inspiration and encouragement and always those days that I'm like man I frick I'm I'm done working out this ain't getting me nowhere I'll just do life in wheelchair and find ways to do it. It's always those days that somebody calls me and says, man, your story is so inspiring. The way you handle the situation is so inspiring. That's been another thing that keeps me going, man, is that little nudge of encouragement from somebody else because you never know who's out there watching you. You know what yeah. I mean? And these, I'm, telling, I'm talking, these are people I've never even met before. These are people I've never even seen, people I've never even heard about. It's always those people that, pick me up and make me want to keep going because so many people out there have been following the story are watching the story and when the miracle comes are gonna we're gonna change non-believers into believers because that's been the 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 testament of of the whole situation has been been that putting the trust in god and letting him lead and guide and control and and you just keep doing you and it's all gonna work out in the end I think you make the great point about, you know, not knowing when anybody's watching you, not knowing who's watching, you know, and during your rodeo career, you obviously competed in some of the biggest venues that rodeo has to offer and thousands and thousands of fans are watching you perform. And, you know, there is that one kid in the crowd that you motivate or that you inspire. But now I think you take it into your, your, your current life, especially with social media, right? And how well you've been doing documenting your, your road is it? I mean, there's hundreds and thousands of people that those posts reach, right? And you don't know when that one guy's going to latch on or that one girl's going to latch on or is in a similar circumstance. So um, it's incredible to watch the updates. It's incredible to watch the progress and uh, inspiring nonetheless. Yeah, thanks. 
Good stuff. So what is in store for you as far as, I know we touched a little bit on it in the beginning of the show, but your future recovery, your future plans, your future goals. I mean, what's, what's the short term? What's the long term? Where are you at? Um, we're still picking away here at the house. We've been keeping in contact with narrow works. Um, keep grinding here. And, um, we've been looking into some alternative solutions such as some stem cell stuff might be looking into. Um, I also long-term here after the first of the year, um, I've been accepted to go, um, do a few week trial deal down back down in Houston with an exoskeleton company. Um, see if I wouldn't be a good candidate for one of them exoskeletons to maybe, I don't know, as far as day to day stuff, but it's, so describe a little bit about how that works, how the exoskeleton so, works for you. So they're like, uh, it's almost like a robot. You strap your lower body in, it hooks around your waist and, or like your lower back and, get stood up this is supposed to be the top of the line so it goes off of your balance instead of just stepping straight forward you know it goes off your balance so it'll stand you up and then or you you stand up in it and it'll help lock your knees and stuff and then um as you lean and try to step it assists you so it'll go you can turn a circle or whatever you know you can walk wherever with it and then um the more input you put in the more it backs off um so yeah as far as recovery wise it would be a great tool to use um that's about it as far as short term and long term i keep hoping tomorrow i wake up and not have to worry about any of it (laughs) (laughs) oh that'd be nice yeah (laughs) Yeah. but let's talk about honestly let's talk about your initial diagnosis right what doctors initially said and how far you've come because i mean obviously if people haven't listened to episode 12 and are not now listening to this episode or have not followed you on social media i don't think people really understand the progress that has been made i mean in leaps and bounds over a year span you were given an initial diagnosis of basically never being able to walk again correct yeah slant slight slim chance of ever regaining movement or feeling from the from the uh point of injury down so um i was basically about my belly button even like my lower abs and lower back muscles and stuff they said it'd probably never work again that sort of thing like here oh month or so ago i tried doing some of them abril outs well when i first got home you know with the wheel the handlebar oh, yeah. on, yeah. couldn't do any of those abril outs when i got home and just been picking away and i had my little cousin up here i uh, was hanging out for the weekend just helping out doing some work and stuff and um we were working out and i asked him hey you do some of them ab rollouts and so he tried and he got down and he's laughing and he said i can't do them i said you big sissy so i said watch out i can do them and i figured i could do at least one i was gonna say jared was ain't turning something into a competition that ain't never happened right <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah i did a few and then i was like I'm going to keep going. I ended up doing 50 of them. So, yeah, from being able to do none to 50 and just a matter of grit, determination to continue to get better. But So that that was actually good to see for me because that was something that I could see that I had made an improvement on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so physical progress, physical daily Daily stuff, you don't know if you're progressing or not. And Like I still try to do a sit-up and – have to freaking use my hands to get all the way up and blah 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 that that was something i knew i actually couldn't do when i got home and after doing them i had no or you know i know i had been making progress so yeah i'm definitely gaining and that's kind of the approach we have is top-down approach so they said as soon as i can gain all my core strength and and that sort of stuff back then then we'll work down towards towards the leg stuff so um when i went down for the first of september and got retested i had total core control all my ab muscles back muscles all that were firing my glutes were starting to fire um they were very impressed actually so um they said the next step is work on gaining hip control so like whenever i'm in say on my hands and knees and i pick a hand up my my hips get a little wobbly so basically just trying to we focus on my hips now maintaining core strength while working our way down and they said when i can gain hip control they said it'll be a game changer so yeah we set up a bunch of workouts to like hands and knees quadruped arm raises with weights without weights bands um 
sit-ups, reverse sit-ups, planks, um, any like standing in the standing frame with weights, raising arms, diagonal, out to the side, straight up, overhead, shoulder presses, that sort of stuff while trying to gain, maintain uh, hip control is kind of the approach we have now. So yeah, that's what we've been working on. It's incredible to hear all the all the work that you're putting into this, man. I mean, like with all the workouts and exercises you just described, it's incredible that you even have time for anything else that you got going on in life. Kind of the struggle actually is how to prioritize and and uh, what to actually focus on some days because there's some days where we got ranch work that needs to be done. I don't get home till nine o'clock. So it's either I can go to bed or go to the gym for a couple hours. So there's many nights where, I'm up till midnight up there doing a workout or or the the opposite too. Or some days I got rehab to go do and round up when we're doing something here at the house. So I gotta miss something that I love doing that I wanna be doing to go to go work out and try to get these legs working again. But I know in the end it's all gonna work out and if a guy keeps his eye on the prize and keep grinding, it'll it'll pay off. I'll tell you what, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be you. Absolutely, yeah. man, because you've not wavered one single bit. You know, I think of our our first conversations and the, the fire and the passion in your voice, and here we are, you know, just over a year later. And and again, right, you have not come off of it one single bit. And what I, what I most admire is just your, your faith, man. You have not – I know you've had the tough times, and I know there's been the ups and the downs, but for you to, to keep focused and be as consistent as you have been is just – it's inspiring. It really is, man. I, uh, it's funny that you say that. I, uh, so here recently I've been, I was doing some Bible app studies the other day and, um, I came across this verse, um, in Genesis 22. And it really has sparked another dose of encouragement into me. Um, here as of recently but long story short it's when Abraham's faith is being tested and he's asked to take Isaac up to the altar and sacrifice him mm-hmm. and um, in Genesis uh, or I guess Genesis 20 I'm looking it up so I don't misquote it here I'm going to pull it up on this end as well Genesis 22 8 okay so it's talking about Abraham getting ready to sacrifice his son. And after he's waited over 25 years for this dream to come true, right? So him and Sarah had been promised that they were going to have a son. And they tried taking things into their own hands. And when Sarah still didn't end up getting pregnant, they tried having him sleep with the servant and had Ishmael and obviously that didn't work out and she they both got content and jealous at each other and so then sarah's actually blessed with her own kid this is after 25 years that they've been promised this so they've waited for over 25 years remained faithful for over 25 years and then abraham gets asked to sacrifice his son and in verse one it says sometime later god tested abraham's faith abraham god called yes he replied here i am Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. And I don't know, after having a kid of my own, that would be a rather hard thing, hard pill to swallow and actually follow through with, right? Like I would try to every other worldly thing that I could give away to give away other than my kid. But what's Abraham do the next morning? He gets up and he saddles up his donkey and he grabs his son and they take off. And down in verse 8, or I guess verse 7, it says, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where's the sheep for the burnt offering? <laughs> well, about that. <laughs> yeah. And in and, and, and verse 8, Abraham says, God will provide a 
sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. And that's, I don't know, I just sparked a new light of encouragement into me that from the very beginning, people have had the faith, man. People have had the unwavering faith to know that God will provide and to know that God is faithful and to know that God is good. And even when they've been asked to give up their most prized possession, their own children, they believe that God will provide the, the provide a sheep for them. And I don't know. I just since the beginning of Job did it in the Old Testament. The, the people in the New Testament, they, they've done it since the beginning of time has had this unwavering, courageous faith. You know what I mean? And it, it inspires me to, to be like that. And I'm, I ain't there yet. I still weaken. I still question. I still wonder. I still doubt. But it's, I don't know. It's just very inspiring to me to know that those people, those guys, Abraham, the Jobs, the, 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 the Matthews, the Marks, the Lukes, the, those guys had, they doubted, they wondered, they questioned. But at the end of the day, they put their faith in God and knew that he would provide. And it, it's so true when, when we do that today, when we can question, we can wonder, we can doubt, we can be fearful. But at the end of the day, when we put it laid at God's feet, it gives us that easiness, that peace, and that courage to know that we can put our faith in him and know that his promises will come true. And to to piggyback and further develop that point, right? So many people think, and I've had these same feelings myself, right? That in order for me to receive goodwill, I got to do good, right? Or it's something earned, right? You do this, you get yeah. that. It's it's a transaction almost, right? But then you start to get turned off by it when you think you're doing goodwill and you think you're putting in that good effort, but you're not seeing the return that you have dreamt up or the return that you want as an individual, as a human earthly person, right? Right. And I think that's where the breakdown starts to take place and people often question, well, you know, God, if I'm doing this, that, and the other, well, how come I'm not getting this in return? This is what I want, right? This is what I want to see out of this deal. This is what I have agreed to in my mind. And for me, the clarity started to come when you talked exactly about the point, right? Knowing that God will provide. When I started to focus and truly invest and truly believe that if I show up and work as hard as I can today at whatever is asked of me, God is going to take care of me. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. I don't even spend time thinking about what that looks like. God is going to give me what I need to carry out his purpose and his mission while I'm here on this earth, right? And yeah. to focus on what God is going to give me is almost irrelevant, right? Because all that brain power wasted on, man, well, what's this going to be? Is it going to be something exciting? Is it going to be something tragic? Am I going to go out and serve a mission or a purpose? Or am I just going to do it right here in my small little environment? All that effort spent thinking about that is time that you negate or take away from what you could be focused on or what you should be focused on, right? And that's serving the people closest to you, right? And, And oftentimes I think people... It's human nature, right? We want to be successful. We want to be whatever. We want to be rich. We want to be famous. We want to have the biggest, nicest rig rolling up to a rodeo or the biggest, nicest horse getting out of the trailer. But when you really think about it and when you really start to make the next man's life better, I have found that my life has become so much more valuable or I find it so much more enriching and motivating. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but definitely yeah but well, you really got to focus on that that's service the truth, man you know? yeah that's take take ourselves out of the picture and when you start focusing on serving others and putting others first and how you use the tools and talents and blessings and gifts that God's given you to to better somebody else's life it all, it makes your life better and and I, what i try to get through to people is it like a life of service right you don't have to be You don't have to enlist in the military, right? You don't have to be a cop. You don't have to be a pastor, right? Serving others could be that phone call to a friend, right? That's down and out. Taking a cup of coffee to somebody at work. I was just going to say, pick up the meal for the person behind you in line. Yeah. Right? Because we don't know what, we don't know what shoes those people are walking in. 
And and this kind of gets into the horsemanship side of things, but humans have an innate ability to lie emotionally, right? We can be all fired up or we could be depressed or we could be feeling an emotion inside, but have a physical projection that differs or is very deceptive on the outside, right? Yeah. So, so many times as we walk through life, you know, people seem to be amicable, you know, life seems to be good, but on the inside, there's just all this turmoil and you don't know when that, I hate to use it, it's so cliche, but you you don't know when that random act of kindness is going to be effective, right? And I'm not yeah. saying you go down to the local coffee shop and just buy every sucker that walks in the door a cup of coffee, but, you know, <laughs> think think about the next man. It, you know, if you got a friend that you haven't heard from in a long time, give him a call. You don't know what's going to come with the conversation, right? Yeah. You know, or or see if you can offer up some help in some regard or you know, go out and serve selflessly. And when you start serving selflessly, that's when the tide starts to turn. Because if you're doing it with the the selfish motivation of what am I going to get out of it? It's just, I don't know, for me, it just was a challenge. And it didn't seem to go over very well. But when I started to dedicate my purpose in serving God's mission, free of return, not necessarily even caring what the return is, knowing that God will give me what I need. It'll show up at some point, you know. I just got to put in the effort now. That's when, that's when things really started to roll and opportunities such as this podcast come up, you know, and we've talked many times over. There's no reason I should be talking to, you know, a buck and horse world champion from Montana. We live thousands of miles apart, hundreds of you know miles apart. And we kind of walked two different roads in life, but here we are, you know, talking about how to develop each other and how to develop the next man and, and how can we serve God through our gifts and our talents. Well, and that's it too, is when, when you, when you put that first, we don't think like God thinks we don't understand how God thinks. We don't know why God does the stuff he does. We can't fathom his greatness. We can't fathom his work. So when we just put it in his hands, knowing that he'll provide, look at it. He does provide. Obviously somebody out there needed to hear this conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So when, when you, when you, put the tools and talents and gifts that God has given you and you give them to him first um, and let his hand in on everything. He uses it how it's supposed to be used. And there might only be one person that needs to hear this story. And there might only be one person that even listens to this episode. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many people listen to it. It doesn't matter how many people like it. It doesn't matter how many people follow it. As long as that one person that was supposed to hear it, hears it. You know, and that's, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, a lot of times people ask, and I have a lot of conversations with people that are aspiring to create podcasts and they ask, you know, well, how many listens or how many follows or how many downloads or how do I better market my episode or how do I make my, my episode sound more professional? And for me personally, that's, that's a big deal, right? You want a professionally sounding episode. You don't want to sound like you recorded in the middle of a subway, um, but in the same regard, I tell people as far as the following, as far as the listeners, as far as the downloads, like I don't, I don't place a lot of value in it because of what you just talked about, right? This is something that God has laid in my hands as my responsibility. I'm going to be a steward of it. I'm going to do the best that I can with it, but he's in control of who hears it. He's in control yeah. of who needs to hear it, right? My job yeah. is just to sit down and work as hard as I can at every single conversation and, and kind of let it go where it goes. Like, for example, today, right? We jumped on the phone before we start recording. Hey, what do you want to do with the show? Well, I don't know. Let's just see where it goes. And here we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all good stuff, man. And and to think of, yes, you were a celebrity, right? In the rodeo world, you were very, very well-known, very decorated athlete. But think of how many more people have heard your story post-injury, than oh, before, it's, right? It's incredible. it's incredible. Yeah. You know, you don't get injured that day in Texas in September and what are you going to do, right? You probably go to the finals that year and you're going to go on rodeo the next year and none of this ever even takes place. Exactly. It's incredible. Yeah, no, it's, it is. That's, yeah, and it's pretty humbling actually that it's can reach that many people and it has reached so many people and so many people have found life in the story that could have shown death you know what i mean it, yeah. uh, what looked like the end of a rodeo career could have been the end of a life for me you know what i mean absolutely and, and it's it's I, I don't know there's been 
I've met people along the way that I never would have met before and I've had opportunities that I never would have had before. So not only have the blessings of mine been been enhanced, but the people that have been touched by it as well are far more people than I could have reached while I was just rodeoing. So yeah, yeah it's been it's been incredible to watch God's work unfold, man. And and I say this with the utmost humility, right? But how good does it feel and how inspirational is it to know the God that has created this whole entire kingdom has picked you to carry out a mission and purpose of his? That's what I constantly tell my wife. She, like she'll, the, she'll, if, she'll, if life was kickball, right? God is picking his team and he says, Jerry I want you over here for this reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It's crazy. <laughs> Well, yeah, and show I bless my wife's heart, man, because she's she has it just as tough as I do. People yeah. say, well, yeah, maybe not physically, but emotionally, spiritually. There's she's packing in the groceries by herself the other day, and I'm offering to help, and there it's pointless for me to even offer to help because I can't even really help. And we just kind of look at each other and started crying, you know, like little stuff like that, like mm-hmm. jobs that I'm supposed to be doing that I can't even do anymore, and. Um, that sort of stuff, and it, it's hard on her, man. It's hard on it's hard on me. It's hard on her. It's hard on our family. But she'll ask why, why, why us? Why, why us? Why? How come none of my friends have to go through anything like this? And I said, well, that exact words that you just said. God hasn't chosen them to to fulfill such a big job yet, and. Yeah. We should be blessed that we look. I said, look what we're doing. Look at look at the people that are looking at us. Look at the look at the opportunities that we have to share the good news and 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 show how good God is and and bring life into people's lives. And like you should feel happy that you get the opportunity that God has called you to to be the rock of a wife. You know what I mean? And yeah. show show other wives how to how to handle hard times and 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 whatever else and just those exact words that you said that i don't know if god called and asked me to do a job again i might ask for an easier one but (laughs) (laughs) nonetheless it's it's humbling humbling definitely humbling yeah knowing that that god has called me for such a great work because it is it's 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 bigger than even i even know you know what i mean and as i just try to take care of myself and stay focused on my goals and 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 do the little daily actions that i know better me and better my situation and just like you said steward the opportunities well and it always seems like at the end of the day there's somebody else that is impacted greater just on watching me than I am actually putting in the work. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, it's it's very humbling, man. It's it's humbles me daily to think that. You're changing lives, man. And, and, and this is where I try to place the focus, and I think a lot more people need to place the value, is that we go through life and we acquire things, right? And we'll use rodeo by way of example to illustrate a point, right? No matter how many buckles you earn, right? No matter how many saddles you win, they're things, right? When your wit yep. goes out for the last time, they're going to get boxed up and they're going to get sent off and God knows where they go, right? Yep. But for your time here on earth, the conversations that you have with people, the messages that you can convey, the inspiration you instill in those people, that stuff lives on, right? Yep. They take it home. It, it might be that guy who's just down and out and just doesn't feel like he's a leader in his family, doesn't feel like he can inspire, doesn't feel like he's doing anything, right, for his circle. He hears your story, develops a little inspiration, develops a little motivation, right? And now his marriage is recovered, right? Now his kids look at him in a completely different light, and those kids are raised in an environment that's more fruitful than somebody who's down and out and pessimistic all the time, right? And and that legacy just becomes almost like a like an avalanche, right? The further it goes, the more momentum it develops, and the more momentum it develops, the more people it impacts. It's just, legacy is a big, big deal, and I think a lot more people need to focus on that. What is that that little dash between the number where you started on this earth and the number that you left on this earth, right? How much are you going to mash into that little dash in between? Yeah, that's that's my continued hope for this situation is that exactly what you just said happens, that I can 
to somewhere out there, somebody can look at this story and be encouraged and be inspired and be lifted up to keep going, keep growing, know that it'll get better, put your faith in God and keep on stepping because giving up ain't an option. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I hope that it keeps getting used that way and I hope it keeps changing people's lives and keeps inspiring and encouraging somebody along the way and, and that legacy that, that I'm trying to leave behind is, is used by somebody else along the way and that for years to come people will people will be able to use it. You know what I mean? So yeah. No, you've covered you covered I, I so much so. ground, man, and and this last year has just been that. So many people. I mean, I get messages about your episode regularly. You know, it was it was the exact thing I needed to hear. It's so motivational. How does he do it? You know, and it's it's serving its purpose tremendously and we're only a year in. Yeah. It's all a blessing, man. And and for those for those who might be listening to your content, your material for the first time, kind of explain where they can find you or follow you, whether it be social media, websites, email, things of that sort. Oh, yeah. So I I ain't real good at Facebook, but I got an Instagram, just my name, J.R. Bazane. And, um, well, you, you know, I've been doing a bunch of leather work here lately, the last year, and that's coming a long ways. Um, I got a Facebook page for that, Lazy SJ Leather, and then my wife obviously at Shelby Bazane. She posts a bunch of stuff on Instagram and Facebook both with updates and progress and now an overload of pictures of our baby. So if you want to check <laughs> out that cute little monster, go check us out. Ain't that the truth. Good stuff. Well JR man, I always appreciate you setting some time aside for us and always so inspired by your conversations. And I know this is the the beginning of a long road for both of us, but if there's anything that we can do to help, you know, further your mission, your cause, you know, we're just a phone call away and, and we do it at the drop of a hat, man. We, we love everything that you got going. We love you. We, we appreciate everything you do. Yep. Same to you guys. Appreciate it. And hopefully the next update story will be when I'm walking. Heck yeah, man. We'll get it done. It'll happen, brother. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk to you down the road. All right. Thanks, pal. Bye-bye. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this episode of Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, you can find us on social media under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. If you want to support the growth of this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, we thank you, and we'll see you on the next one.